Thank you. This morning, if you have your Bibles, we'll be in the book of... Uh, thank you. <laughs> Don't want to blind nobody. First Peter, chapter 5, verses 8 through 9. You'll be uh, turning your Bibles to, if you have them, First Peter, uh, chapter 5. Verse 8 through 9, if you would, when you get to that, if you can, uh, please stand to pay reverence to the reading of the Word of God. First Peter chapter 5, verse 8 through 9. God's Word says this, it says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank You once again for allowing us to come together here this morning. Lord, we thank You for the Scripture that You've uh, given us uh, this week, Lord, that we can study, that we can reflect. Lord, I, I pray that You'll continue to use this Scripture in a mighty way here this morning. Uh, uh, hide us behind the cross. Uh, use us as a willing vessel. Lord, touch these unclean lips that we may profess, Lord, that You are King of kings and Lord of lords, and You are the shepherd of this church. Lord, we pray, Lord, that You continue uh, to lead us, to guide us, and watch over this Scripture, and expound uh, this Scripture, Lord Father, to us today, to help us understand uh, what we need to hear. In Jesus' name I ask, Amen. Amen. You can be uh, seated. In the first Peter here, Getting towards the end of 1 Peter chapter 5, which is the last chapter of 1 Peter, we come uh, to a lot of interesting thought processes in chapter 5. Now, in chapter 5, it talks a lot about God. It talks a lot about His power. It talks about uh, the power and the crown and the glory that is not going to fade away. It talks about uh, uh, all the care being cast upon Him. And a lot of wonderful things is in chapter 5, but you get to verse... Uh, 8 and 9, it takes a little bit of a different turn. If you read all of chapter 5 and you skip 8 and 9, uh, you won't really see a whole lot of Satan mentioned. You won't hear a whole lot of uh, bad things mentioned, but I think it's interesting that he inserts it uh, right in the middle of talking about the glory of God. So it says to be sober. It says to be, to be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Now, uh, I'd like to ask each and every one of you, if, if you was out in the world, if you, was, if you was at a mall, if you was at a bank, if you was at work, you was at anywhere, and if a lion roared behind you, what would you do? Now, I, I believe the common sense would tell you, run! <laughs> okay? Uh, a roaring lion is something, I believe I was reading this week, studying about lions and their roaring. That If you actually was in front of a lion and it roared at you, it would make your chest shake. It's so loud. You can hear the roar of a lion from five miles away. And I think it's interesting that this scripture here, when, when Peter's writing this, he describes Satan as a roaring lion. Now, he doesn't say that he is a roaring lion, but he's like one. He's like a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. Now, if a lion, if a lion roared behind me uh, somewhere out in the world, if I was driving my car down the road and there was a lion that physically roared in my car while I was driving, I would probably end up in the ditch, jump out and get out as fast as I could. I, I wouldn't want to die. 
I wouldn't want to be attacked. And most of us understand that. If you've, you've seen any kind of shows about lions, you've been to a zoo, you understand he's the king of the jungle, he's the top of the food chain. Uh, it's not something you normally want to mess with, okay? That's not something that I want to hear uh, growling or especially roaring, as it says that the devil does, behind me. So uh, you may run. I would probably need some new pants. Uh, I would probably have to uh, forget everything that day. I would be so discombobulated, everything would have to just start over. I would be frightened. Now, Peter uses the roaring of a lion to symbolize Satan going about as a roaring lion. So helping us to understand when we have to face the roaring lion, when we have to face Satan, we're going to face him in our families. We're going to face him at work. We're going to face him at home. We're going to face him in our health. We're going to face him through all things of our life. Okay? So families fall apart. Okay? Work gets tough. Layoffs happen. We have disagreements at home. We get bad reports on our health. Satan is roaring and roaring as loud as he can as much as we can. But to really look at this scripture and to think about what uh, Peter's trying to write to us, uh, this whole chapter is on the goodness of God uh, and Him taking our grace and giving us mercy, loving us, casting all our cares upon Him. And then we have an insertion to just remember the devil's there. No matter how good life is going for you, no matter how close you get to God, no matter how perfect you think your week has went, uh, uh, somebody asked me in the parking lot a while ago, how, how are you doing today? I said, perfect. And they said, well, uh, that's a big statement. I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. I feel good. Uh, hey, I've had Sundays where I felt horrible. Uh, I've had Sundays where I, I questioned where if I should even preach or not because I probably should have got somebody to fill in for me. Uh, but, you know, we, we have a time and a place that, that we can honor God and say, God, you've blessed me. You give me all the blessings that you stand in need of. I've cast all my cares upon you. I've been studying this week. I've tried to live a life close to you as I can. And Peter understands that. But Peter's talking about this and inserts, be vigilant. Be sober, which means be serious. Satan is there roaring like a lion. Now, what Peter and what I would like to point out to you is uh, really why do lions roar? And I, I, I said, I was studying this week, I won't say that it's that, I thought it was very interesting uh, that I was actually studying lines this week uh, to get ready for this message today to help us understand why lines roar. You know, there's a lot of opinions about why they roar, and there's zoologists that wrote all kinds of opinions, and I, and I got some good ones studying this week on why, why lines roar. Why would Satan want to roar like a lion? Now, lions specifically, primarily roar so that you know that they're there, okay? Lions roar so that other lions may know where they're at, but they, they roar so you know that you're in their territory. Uh, you know that you have stepped into their domain by hearing the roar of a lion. Now, when you enter into Satan's domain, you may hear his roar, you may see things happen in your life, but I want you to know something. Nothing makes Satan feel better than you knowing he's there. Okay? Satan feels better at any point in time when you know he's there working in your life. When Satan can take ownership, 
in some of the things going on in your life, I don't believe that makes Satan any happier than that. It's the Satan to be able to stand back and say, they know I'm there, and they're still not doing what God told them to do. Now, I don't believe he takes as big a step uh, when he tricks you, uh, or when he's there the whole time and he don't know it, uh, but I have known when Satan has been in my life, uh, I have known when he's done things to me uh, that I wanted to get Satan out of my life. Uh, I believe if you're a child of, of, of the king, today, you know when Satan has stepped into your life, you know when you've been led astray, and most of us, if we should, we get whooped by the Holy Ghost, or we should straighten back up, and we should follow Jesus Christ, but nothing makes him feel better than you knowing he's there. You also will be thinking of him instead of thinking of God. Amen. You know that he's there. You know, no, don't think spending time not thinking about God and spending time thinking about Satan is what will derail you. We have, it's just like this chapter, chapter 5. If you read the entire thing, 90% of it's about Jesus Christ. It's about God the Father. It's about casting cares. It's about the love. And my goodness, Peter understands that. But Peter keeps, he puts that right in the middle of the chapter there. Hey, be vigilant, be sober. The devil is there as a roaring lion. He wants you to know he's there. The next thing that a lion roars for is a lion roars so you know how big he is, okay? Now, a real loud roar is probably a big old lion, okay? The, Satan is there roaring in your life. He wants you to know he's there, and he wants you to know he's big and he's powerful, okay? Satan wants you to fear him. Satan wants you to avoid him or try to run from him. He wants you to think he's bigger than he is. Okay? And he wants you to think that he has all the power in the world. Now, he is called the prince of this world, or the prince of darkness. He's called a, a lot of different things. Uh, we have a lot of opinions about what he can do. And my goodness, uh, uh, Satan does have a lot of power in this whole world. But I want you to know, uh, he, he wants you to think that he's bigger than he really is. Right. He wants you to think that you what? Okay? Now, if I was pinned up in a corner and the lion sat down and roared at me and it made my chest shake, uh, my goodness, at the power of a lion, you know, a lion can take his hand uh, and with one swipe he can crush an entire man, a grown man's skull. That's what a lion can do. Now, I'm glad it doesn't say that he is a lion, praise the Lord, but he's like one. Uh, he tries to pretend he's one. Uh, he tries to pretend he's big and bad uh, and top of the food chain in this whole world, but he's not. I want you to realize he's going to pretend that way. You know, a little old small lion will try to roar as loud as he can to be sounding bigger than the, the big lions. He tries to deceive. He tries to intimidate. He tries to make you think, I am so big. Look how big I am. The next thing he does is he looks for a fight. He wants you to know that he's there. He wants you to know that he's big. The next thing he's going to do is he's going to look for a fight. Lions roar so the other lions know where to come. Satan is always looking to get into a fight with you. Satan will always look to cause problems in your life. Satan will look at each and everything that he can 
He'll go to work with you. He'll, he'll go to the car with you. Uh, he'll beat you up all the way down the highway. Uh, he'll be after you. And I, I want you to know something. He roars like that old roaring lion. Uh, he's seeking whom he may devour is what the Word of God says. He's looking for the weak ones. Uh, he's looking for the weak ones in the church. Uh, he's looking for the weak ones uh, in your family. He's looking for the weak ones everywhere that we go. You know, lions don't usually attack the biggest, strongest ones that they can find. Uh, they look for a herd. Uh, they find a young one. Hey, they pick out a little young one. Ain't been around too long. I uh, just been born into the family of Christ. Uh, just like that old uh, roaring lion is. Uh, Satan is the same way. Uh, he will attack young people way more often than he will attack older people. You say, Zach, I'm older. He attacks me all the time. Yeah, uh, he'll do that too. But he'll look for the weak ones. Uh, he'll look for the ones weak in Scripture. He'll look for the ones weak in prayer. He'll look for the ones that's still feeding on the milk and haven't moved to the meat, as the Bible tells us. He'll go for them immediately. Now, the Bible tells us to love on those ones that are young, to feed them, to grow them, to help them become meat eaters, as the Bible tries to tell us. We want people to grow in Christ because I don't want you to fall by the wayside. What do I get up and preach each and every Sunday? I hope. Now, I don't think I'm a very, uh, the best teacher or the best preacher. I'm probably one of the worst. But I want you to know, we want people to hear the Word of God. We want to hear it instructed correctly. And we want people to grow. Yes, sir. That's the only reason I, I do this. I want to see souls saved. But once you get saved, you should grow. Yes, now, we have a, a, a Satan, the devil, as a roaring lion. Seeking whom he may devour. He's going to let you know he's there. He's going to let you know how big he is. He's going to look for a fight. Boy, he's always looking for ways to get under your skin. Yes, sir. He gets under my skin more than I care for him to be in my life. You know, living in this old world, there's something that we got to face. And that's Satan. I know each and every day that I, I try to be a man of God. I try my best to, as the, as the study this morning in Sunday school was about being holy. I try to be as holy as I can. But I know, just as we discussed, I fall short. I make mistakes. My wife's kind of grinning a little bit. She's probably seen more of my shortfalls than anybody here will ever see. Okay? But I know Satan is waiting on me to get out that door to get on me as soon as I get to the car. He's going to tell me I'm no good. He's going to tell me I can't preach worth a flip. Uh, nobody will go to that altar because you ain't worth a flip. Nobody's going to get saved this today or any other time while you preach. The same way he's telling you that no matter how much you witness, uh, nobody's going to accept Christ. Uh, no matter how much you tell your family you love them, uh, they're never going to accept Christ. Uh, no matter what kind of ministry you start in church, uh, nobody's going to be with you in it and nobody's going to help you support it and it's always going to fail. That's the roaring lion. Okay, folks? That's the line that steps into your life and tells you you are no good for anything. You cannot step up and teach. You cannot step up and preach. You have no power in anything that you do. I'm glad that Satan has no power in, in the ministry today of preaching today. He is not here. He is not part of this message, praise the Lord. I'm glad that I kicked him to the curb when I walked in that door this morning. I shook him off and said, Satan, you stay outside today. We don't need you in this church. We don't need you in this life. He may be back there with you. He may be whispering something in your ear. 
hammer, praise the Lord. We need to shake him off because he's only like a roaring lion. He only sounds big. He only looks big. He only wants you to know he's there, praise the Lord. Hey, today, he ain't got no power over you. Amen. The only power he's got over you is fear. Yeah. Now, I'm afraid sometimes. Yeah. Old Satan can do things. I've been at home before and I just see things start unraveling in my life. I've been to the doctor. See things unraveling. I say, Satan, you don't need to be in this. You need to get out of my life. He's always looking for a fight and he wants you to know that he's there and he wants you to make you mad enough that you'll fight him on your own. Yes, you realize that? Satan will step into your life and fight you to where you're so mad that you're ready to fight Satan and you're ready to fight him by yourself. Right. You know, that's what he wants. We'll go back to the Garden of Eden when he beguiled Eve, when he fooled Eve. Eve wasn't there with her husband. He wanted to get her over here by herself. Right. Hey, get over here by yourself, Eve. Let's get over here and talk for a minute. I'm going to twist some scripture with you, Eve. I'm going to make it seem like it's okay to do sin. I'm going to seem like it's okay. And he tricked her. And it's the same way. Hey, it's been going on for thousands and thousands of years. I, I don't know if it'll go on thousands and thousands more, but praise the Lord. We know that he's like that roaring lion. He was a serpent there in the Garden of Eden, but he was there to, to trick us. He wants us to know he's there. He wants us to know how big he is and how bad he is. He wants to look for a fight. The next thing he does is almost like how he, how big he is. He wants to try to intimidate you. Yeah. Now the thing about roaring is, a lion does not roar before it attacks. Right. I thought that was real interesting. A lion ain't going to sneak up on something and roar right before it gets to it. Now a lion's going to roar to intimidate. It wants to say, I'm over here. It wants to say, yeah, I'm bad, I'm big, I'm right over here, and uh, I'm a big guy, and you don't need to mess with me. That's why he roars. Satan's bark is much bigger than his bite. Satan's bark, what he can do, how he can make you afraid, is so much bigger than what he can do. Okay? I know that I serve a God that can do anything. That I can do anything through Christ which strengthens me. I'm glad that I can serve Him, that I can uplift Him, and Satan has limited power. Satan is limited, folks. Do y'all realize that? Uh, Satan may be roaring at you right now, telling you, no, you don't need to go to that altar today. You don't need to pray for nothing today. Hey, there's nothing worth a, a crying in an altar about humiliating yourself. Uh, that's what Satan's doing. That's what he's roaring in the church today. But he has limited power. God created him. Church, God created him. Something that has created something uh, cannot rule over something that has been created by something else, okay? God is way more powerful yes, than Satan can ever be. Right. We give Satan so much credit. Little old children. We, we've seen the little cartoons. My, my kids ain't said it because, my goodness, if they said it, I, I'd have to get after them. Well, we've seen little cartoons, and I hope none of your children's ever said it. Well, the devil made me do it. The devil made you do it. We sit at home. We lay out of church and we say, well, Satan's got me down. Satan's done made me feel bad. Satan's done told me to stay out of church. And I know Satan can do those things. But I know that Jesus Christ died for a reason. 
I know that the blood of Calvary is still flowing the same as it was that day. I know that my sins have been forgiven. If you're a child of the King today, you may hear a lion roar, and you may be afraid for just a moment because it might startle you, but praise Jesus, you ought to know you can defeat it. You ought to know that you can go around the lion. I'm glad when the lion gets in the way, hey, when the lion is roaring in your life, he knows that we're more afraid of the presence of, of, of God. You know, he's more, more afraid of, of Him than we are of God. Why are we so afraid sometimes? Sometimes, when Satan's roared in your life, a lion will roar when it feels threatened. Yeah. Satan's going to step up into your life if you start serving the king. Yeah. Satan's going to roar, step into your life, when you try to live for Jesus Christ. Now I know, beyond the shadow of a doubt, church, this is the truth. This is Zach Stone gospel truth. That if we had lions in these woods, okay, if I went to work every day and there was a lion sitting at my desk waiting, if I knew that when I got in the shower, there would be a lion's paw on that window when I got in the shower, if I knew that when I got in the car, if I knew that when I got to church, there was a lion, a live, wild lion sitting in this church, as Satan is called, roaring as a lion, seeking whom he may devour. If I went anywhere in this world and there was lions, you know what I'd do? I'd tote me a 50 cal everywhere I'd go. I'm not kidding. I thought about it if I went to Alaska. That's something I want to go, I want to, go to there one of these days. they got grizzly bears up there. Grizzly bears ain't nothing either. <laughs> and I said if I go to Alaska, I can't fly because I'm taking a 50 cal with me. I ain't messing with no bears. You know, you walk through the woods bumping to a little old bear cub, you're dead. <laughs> Mama bear comes around, it's going to kill you. I ain't messing around with no bear. And if I knew there was lions in these woods and in this house and everywhere in my car, I would tote a 50 cal everywhere I'd go. You say, Zach, what's so important? It's a big one, okay? I'm going to blow a big hole in whatever it is. It ain't going to survive. I want it to die. It is not going to kill me. You say, Zach, you don't love animals. I'm telling you. Hey, a lion will kill you if you mess with it. Satan will get after you and go so far as to steal everything from you. And if he could, he would kill you. And we, take, we don't take him serious. I would take it serious if there was a lion everywhere that I went. If there was wild lions roaring through the city and I could physically hear them, I would load up. I would be loaded for bear, loaded for lion, so to speak. And I would make sure that I could fight off anything that came at me. Church, we got the Holy Word of God. Something that we can use, and even I, I'm glad that Jesus used it up on the mountainside when he was tempted by the devil after fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. Uh, uh, Satan came to him and tempted him three times. And I'm glad each and every time that the Son of God was tempted by Satan, uh, he used Scripture each and every time. He said, as it is written, this. As it is written, that. As it is written, I want you to know, if you want to fight Satan, if you want to fight a lion, hey, a physical lion, you better have your big old rifle, your big old pistol, you better have something big. If you want to go out and fight spiritual lions, uh, you better be studied up and, and have the arrows uh, uh, from the Word of God. You better have a two-edged sword that's sharper than any sword that you'll ever find is what the Bible is called. I'm glad that we can grab onto this and we defeat the world. Yes. Yes. Satan can be defeated. Yes, I'm glad just the simpleness of the Word can defeat Satan. 
Now, when Satan left Jesus, it says that he left him for a season. That means he came back. And just as this says, you know, he's seeking whom he may devour, but we can resist the devil and he will flee from you. It says that, I believe, in a different book. But it says that he will, he will flee from you for a little while, for a season. So no matter what you do, no matter how you prepare, no matter if you got that gun with you and you run into a physical line, no matter how prepared you are spiritually uh, to know the Word of God, to be prayed up, to get close to God, and you face the devil as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, you can be prepared one day. You may not be ready the next day. I'm, you know, I, I know I broke, I've woke up on the wrong side of the bed before. Be so negative. I go through the whole day and I don't pray. I go through the whole day and I snap at my wife. I go through the whole day and I just get angry at the kids. I, I'm just angry for no reason. I can't. At the end of the day, I'm thinking, what in the world has been wrong with me today? I realize that I've let the lion roar. I've let the lion roar and scare me, put fear in my life. And I've quit serving the king. Because just a simple line roared. I'm glad today that when we put on the armor of God, as it tells us in the book of Ephesians, it talks about a lot of parts that covers us up. It talks about being girded about. It talks about being covered up. I'm glad today that we've got to grab on to certain things. We've got to grab on to the Word of God. You know, I don't believe there's any better person in the Bible. Now there's a lot of good examples, but when I really think about the devil being as a roaring lion, I don't think there's any better example than Peter. I don't. If you look at the upper room, he's telling Peter, uh, feed my lambs. Lord, uh, Peter, feed my sheep. Uh, uh, Peter, uh, feed my sheep. He's, Lord, I, I love you. I'll never leave you. Lord, I, I'll die for you, is what he tells Jesus. And Jesus just shortly after that tells him, he says, you're going to deny me three times before the sun comes up. Before the rooster crows, you're going to deny me three times. And Peter's, no, Lord. So many of us say, no, Zach. We can't get that bad. No, Zach. Uh, Satan ain't in my life. No, Zach. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to live as close as I can to Jesus. Yeah. I want you to know Satan's right there. Oh, yeah. Satan's right there with him. We live a very difficult in a diff difficult world. Peter was turned against the Lord in just a few short hours. Yes, Denied Him three times. The Bible says He even started cussing, raising Cain, acting like a fool. And He didn't act like one of Jesus' followers. You know why? Because He was scared. You know why? Because He heard the roaring of the lion. Peter heard that roaring of the lion. You know, Jesus told him that He would turn His back on him. You're going to deny Me three times. But He told him after that, He said, but once you, uh, once you turn back... Once you turn around and you come back, you go get your other go get the other disciples and build them up. Once you turn around, I'm glad that you may have been run off by the lion today. I'm glad, you know, the lion may have got you. He may have got you beat. But I'm glad that all you have to do is turn around. All you have to do is repent. You know, you can run for the from the lion all you want to, but you know what it takes to fight the lion is you to turn around and to take on the lion. I'm glad that the lion is easily beat. Amen. <laughs> I've beat him more times than I... I, I, I may, may sound like I'm bragging, but boy, I have run him out of my bedroom, out of my house before. I've claimed the blood of Jesus Christ. He needs to get out of my life. Today, if you're dealing with something that's roaring in your life, I'm glad that you can tell him to get out of it. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. 
He's a coward. Old male lion's a coward anyway. If you read about him, you know the lionesses, they do all the hunting. They bring all the food in. They do everything. They do the most of the fighting, killing stuff. Old big fat lion's usually sitting under a tree waiting for stuff to get done. That's Satan. If there's ever a picture of Satan, you need to understand. He's done whooped up on the world a little bit and he's just sitting under the tree thinking he's got us whooped. He does. He's got his little demons after you. He's got his little problems after you. He's sent sickness to you. He's sent problems at home to you. He's sent family problems to you. He has sent all kinds of problems and issues to you. But he's a coward. Run him off. Tell him to get away. In Luke 22, 31-32, the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired you. This is when he spoke to Peter and he said, Satan's after you. Satan hath desired you that he may sift you as wheat. What does that mean? He's going to go through you and he's going to pull all your problems out to the front. Yeah. That's what sifting wheat means. Yeah. We're going to pull up the good, but all the bads are going to show up. Okay? He's going to show everything that you've ever done bad in your life. Okay? He's done it to me. He does it to me probably once a week. He goes, look at this, Zach. Look at what you've done. Zach, look at your mouth that you used to have. Look what you've done. Zach, look what you've done in your life. Look at where you're at in life. Everything that He does, He hath desired you that He may sift you as wheat. But I want you to know what Jesus said. He said, but I have prayed for thee. And thy faith fail not. Praise the Lord. Jesus knew. I believe He's 100%. He knows, he knows what's going to happen. He knew that Peter would deny him, and he told him that. He told Peter that he would deny him. He told Peter that Satan's after him. is going to shift you like wheat. Things are going to get bad. Things are going to get hairy. Hey, you're going to want to run away from me. But have faith. You've got faith. Your faith's not going to fail you. I be- I'm so glad that I've got faith in Jesus Christ. I I hope and pray that each and everybody here can really think about how Satan has roared in your life. How Satan has a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. About how much he's been in your life. How scary it's been. It says, whom resist steadfast in verse 9. And I'll close with this verse. It says, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. What is he trying to get across? He's like a roaring lion. He's seeking whom he may devour. But then he says, be of good cheer. So so many ways he says, other people are going through the same thing. Other people are going through the same thing. I got a bad prognosis this week at the doctor. And I told a fella, I went and preached yesterday morning at a, at a church, and I told a fella that I know, I told everybody there that what I was going through... And he came to me after the church service. And he said, he said this. He said, it's not the end. That's what he said. This guy's beat cancer. This guy's got a colostomy bag on him. He has to change that thing. He has to go through that struggle. And I, I, can't, I can't imagine what he's defeated cancer with. And his wife uh, had heart surgery. She, didn't, she was supposed to die three or four years ago. According to what they said, she's still going strong. He came up to me and he said, it's not the end. My goodness. I needed to hear that. How many of you need to know that what you're going through, somebody's went through worse? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. uh, what, what you, whatever you're going through, somebody has defeated way worse. I got a simple diagnosis that people live with this condition for years. They told me, I'll tell you, they told me that I could be diabetic. And they're going to confirm it probably in the next couple weeks. And I'm assuming they're going to confirm it. Scares me to death. I don't know what I'm going to face. My grandmother had it. My uncle had it on my mama's side. I don't know. They, they had a tough time with it. Devil is at my house. Yes, sir. He's roaring like a lion. Roared like a lion all the way home. He roared like a lion until I preached that message. And that fellow told me, he said, it's not the end. You need to know. Satan may be on your back with all kinds of junk. He may be after you telling you you ain't no good, and no good for nothing, you got problems, you'll never make it, you'll, you'll never be good enough, but I'm glad to know Jesus tells us through the Word of God in Peter. He says He's like a roaring lion. He's going to roar and roar and roar. He's going to scare you to death. He's going to make you uh, wonder why you do the things that you do. He's going to make you question uh, why you serve the Lord. But I am so glad that I've got a King of kings and Lord of lords. Uh, he has created the Satan and his Satan has no rule over me. Yes, uh, Satan has nothing to do with my life anymore. I don't have to worry about what he says or what he does. I, I don't have to have fear of anything else. I, I don't have to fear this diagnosis. I don't. Because I know God's going to provide. Amen. I know that all things work to good. Yes, sir. Those that serve the Lord. I know that He'll be with me. Think about this this morning, church. What have you faced? Is that good a verse of some song ready? Have you heard the lion roar in your life? And the best question I can ask you today, church, is if the lion is roaring in your life, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to sit there, keep on listening to that lion, and be afraid your whole life? They gave me that prognosis, and I tell you what, I, I got scared. Worried. Questioning everything I'm doing. You know, I immediately went home, and I changed the things in my life. But I want you to know something. We can, you can change all the things you want to in your life, and you can do all the work that you want to do, and Satan wants to pull you out to fight you one-on-one, -on -one, but you don't have to because you've got God on your side. Amen. I don't have to worry about facing anything by myself. If I have a car wreck and I'm on the side road pinned down that ditch, I'm, I, I'm glad to know that I can just praise the Lord. He's there with me. He's kept me alive this far and I'm glad He'll take me home when I'm ready to go home. Today, if the lion is roaring, what are you doing? Let's fight him. We ain't got to take his bull. We ain't got to listen to him roar. But some people walk up to me and start yelling, getting mad at me. You know what I tell them? They better be quiet. Yes, sir. Hey, my kid comes up to me, a shouting and raising cane. I said, "Son, you better shut your mouth." <laughs> I say the same thing to Satan. Yes, Satan, sir. you best get out of my house. Satan, you better get out of my life. Satan, you need to get out of my family, get out of my health, get out of everything. Because I serve the King, Amen. and the King ain't going to.